Welcome to the weekly check-in podcast. What? The daily podcast? I mean, welcome to the daily check-in podcast with your host, Tim Prendergast. It's Learning at Work Week, an opportunity for us all to focus in on our continual development, where each day we have a theme, diversity and inclusion, technology, collaboration, future ways of working, and career paths. Five days, five themes, five bite-sized podcasts for you to enjoy. It is the Daily Checker podcast this week. Uh, obviously, a theme per day. Yesterday, we focused in on digital technology. Today, we're looking at collaboration. And it's with delight that I welcome into the virtual studio, Ray Lutz. Ray, how are you? Good, thanks, Tim. Very well, actually. We, we talk about collaboration. I guess we can, we can start very high level. We've got a, an Australian and a, and a New Zealander corresponding. Well, uh, we're adversaries on the, on the sporting field, certainly come together you know, for, the, for the bigger things, and particularly as we're, we're both a long way from home right now. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks. I couldn't agree more, mate. Yeah. Um, firstly, are you able to just share with us you know, what's, what's your role within the, in the organisation? Yeah. Okay. Well, that that is a good question. Um, the, the the role on paper is a divisional risk director. Um, in the context of what's going on around us, um, you could probably expect the role, like most others, is is probably morphing and changing and, and broadening. But in, in principle, I'm a divisional risk director, and I report to Stuart Livingston, who's the chief credit officer for corporate, commercial, and wholesale. So what I, I do on a day-to-day basis is effectively I head up a, a team of 18 credit underwriters who um, are, are located over um, typically um, uh, a, a couple of hubs. Um, typically, uh, historically, we've been based in uh, Ludgate Hill in London. But since um, the outbreak of COVID, like um, most of us, uh, have, have found themselves working from home. Um, so the the region or the division or the area that we we look after um, within my team is effectively the London South and East of England, which equates to roughly half of the the, the UK business. Um, the other half that's probably worth feeding into this is that um, is looked after by Brian Murdoch, who heads up um, a team of underwriters the same as I do. Um, and that looks after the, the, the rest of the country, right? So as part of my role, um, uh, I look after um, my team um, and the team have their own delegated authority. So think about deals that come in for, for review and it could be any sort of credit related request. So it's not always increase or new money. It could be variations, reviews, restructures, all that sort of good stuff. Um, but I also cheer up what's called a uh, UK RAF. So that stands for obviously UK Risk Approval Forum, which is a senior credit committee. So any of the stuff that can't be sanctioned within delegated authorities within the underwriters gets escalated up to another committee, right? So I'm the next, uh, I chair the next senior committee. There is another more senior committee that looks at the very top end stuff or the extremely risky stuff. So predominantly kind of um, CIB, corporate uh, institutional banking type deals. 
Um, but for me, yeah, that's probably where I max out at. Yeah. And um, so that that's what my day job is supposed to be. But what you find, of course, is that the role sees you go get involved in many other things, right? So I regularly interact with uh, regulators, um, typically the PRA, uh, occasionally FCA. Um, who, you know, poke and prod the bank, as you would expect, even in BAU times, let alone now. Um, and they want to know, you know, updates, insights on, on how things are going. And I, and I help um, articulate those and, and, and bring them up to speed. Um, I, I deal with internal and external auditors um, on a regular basis. Um, no surprise there, I guess. And I'm also involved in numerous um, internal governance forums. Um, that will deal with things like policy changes, um, updates, um, process changes, um, and also just general governance. Yeah. So, you know, on top of that, we would also, I would also typically get involved in um, projects, um, which, are, you know, there's typically two or three different projects on the go. At the moment, we're working on a project called Project Toro which is a, you know, um, a, a rating system that so we can get regulatory approval for. Um, worked on you know, Project Abacus, which is the admissions process system, um, and a bunch of others as well. Yeah. Um, so all in all, I would say my role is probably um, hugely varied, um, immensely interesting, um, particularly now, um, and uh, of course, challengingly busy. Yeah, there's yeah. not there's not many times that I sit there twiddling my thumbs, wondering what 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 to do. It's more like where do I start next? But you know, hugely rewarding, I have to say. Brilliant. So, so much going on there. Like back up the truck a, a touch, and there'll be two parts to this next question. Yep. Well, I know risk. Of, you know, it, it it does what it says on the tin, but can you almost give a a, a layman sort of explanation of what the risk function does and then secondly when everyone's collaborating at their best how does risk sort of interact with with ccb specifically yeah okay layman's terms right so uh, contrary to to perhaps popular belief risk personnel don't walk around with horns and pitchforks um many many years ago when i was um working in front office i kind of almost liked that image of risk being, you know, uh, these sort of people that you, you, you almost fear. I think um, risk in reality have, have, have morphed and come along with the times. They're not, not dinosaurs anymore. They're very approachable, um, very collaborative um, type of people. Um, the way we're set up in Santander, and I think most banks are, to be fair, is that you've got what's called first line and second line of defence. So first line typically would be front office, as you would expect, who are deal originators. And they have a role to filter, you know, um, and, and assess and manage risk under, you know, IAM risk. So that's identify, um, assess um, and, and, and report. Um, and line two come into it as a independent function, right? So we, we, we provide the challenge. Um, we sit independently to line one, albeit um, heavily um, uh, uh, aligned in the, in the common goals, right? So this is about managing operational risk, credit risk, rep risk. There's a whole bunch of risks that, that, that face um, the bank on a daily basis. 
And it's really making sure that we've got both a first line, a second line, and of course, a third line would be you know, um, typically audit and the like, yeah? So risk sit in that, that really important critical function in the middle. Um, you know, as I said, we, we provide the independent kind of challenge um, to, to, to ensure that risks are mitigated as far as possible. Um, given the um, makeup of the, the, the risk personnel, they're typically very, very experienced people, um, either had many, many years of experience in, in credit risk themselves, worked in other areas of risk, and of course, been um, successful line one bankers in the past. So all that means it's, you know, we are a huge source of um, experience and, and, and knowledge. Um, and it's when we work closely with line one, um, that you really get the, the the best sort of optimum results, yeah. Because this is not about us versus them. I mean, that's kind of, you know, as I referred to the the days of the dinosaur when you had the old, crusty credit execs that were squirrelled away in say an ivory tower that some of us who've been in banking long enough to know would know what I mean. This is more about kind of the new age risk, which is very much up to speed with current challenges. Um, in you know that, that that our customers are facing, that our, our line one bankers are facing, and that the that is facing the general economy and and you know the the, the risks that, that, that are there for the bank. Um, was that the first part of your question, Tim? Because I'm sure there was a second part yeah, as well. Just a, a little bit more on the collaboration piece. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, the collaboration piece is is is, is massive, right? Um, you know, for us, uh, when we get the, the optimum outcome, it's inevitably been because there's been a huge amount of collaboration. Um, now more than ever, um, it's 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 important. I mean, it's always been important. Let's be be honest. But given what we're facing now, the the dynamic nature of the changing environment um, means that collaboration's got to be first class if we're going to be able to you know help our clients in a timely manner. Um, mitigate the risk for the bank, you know, and 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 improve the the or get to the optimum outcome. I mean, the ways we do that. I mean, this is this has not been new because of COVID. Um, it's just been highlighted. But but what we've typically been very very good at is, um, you know, when there's a new deal or a stretchy deal or a deal that has an issue, you know, we we we're very approachable, right? So you know, typically line one can pick up the phone, they can drop us an email or arrange a sighting yeah, where we then debate, discuss and agree where the issues are, where the red lines may be and also where you might want to think about going. And, you know, if we don't have all the answers, then we can kind of almost highlight the bits that we need to get a bit more information on, work out, you know, what the art of the possible is to see whether we can, you know, whether it's a deal that's worth doing, if it's a new one or an increase or whether there's a, you know, a heightened risk here that we need to be comfortable with. So that may not be automatically, you know, punting it into restructuring recoveries. It might be, let's see where we can get to, see the answers we can get, we can poke and prod. But it's really getting that kind of, because we rely very heavily on line one who have access to the client, because remember, you know, the line two function, we don't meet the clients, we don't know the clients, all we see and, and know is what we're being told. But it's when we have that discussion around, you know, how what's the best way to, to handle the situation that we get the optimum outcome. So, you know, it's collaboration with, um, you know, open dialogue and 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 making sure we, we we talk to each other. 
In addition to that, um, where we've also seen um, some great collaboration is particularly in the face of um, uh, COVID pandemic is where we've had to move very, very quickly. Yeah. So, you know, we will um, uh, uh, get together in, in um, forums, right, working groups uh, as a good example. So you think about COVID's hit. So our policies and processes were geared for BAU times. When COVID hit, it's all hands to the pump, right? So you've got to move quickly and you can't be stuck in bureaucracy. So what we did, we got together, got a working group together with risk. So line one, line two stakeholders. Yeah, so we had, you know, the likes of Ian Boot, um, Sean Longsdale, um, you know, on occasions, uh, Tim Hinton, um, you know, Stuart Lawrence, you know, I'm talking senior people in the bank, but also those people at, at the next levels down getting involved getting on these calls, talking through a problem and then not getting off the call until there's a solution, right? Everyone's coming from different aspects as you would imagine, but it's the great forum to kind of kick around the issue and then work out what the, what the how we would resolve it. And then, you know, accept the risks that may be in there or, or find good mitigants in there and say, look, if we do it this way, we can we, we can get a bit, bit, bit quicker in to the market. You know, this was a, a classic case when we went to the market with the new government schemes. We had to mobilise them very, very quickly, but we had to get ahead around what does this mean for the bank? How do we manage it? What policies, processes, and what's the end-to-end -end process that we've got to adopt. You can't possibly do what we did in the space of a better part of a weekend um, and get to market unless you have that, that massive collaboration piece through it. You know, those are really good examples. And there's a, there's a list of policies, uh, authorities that were uh, disseminated down. You know, I mean, that's the kind of real collaboration um, piece that's that's been working in overdrive i'd say um ever since you know this this pandemic hit um you know in, in sort of march this year yeah and just the last one from me sort of following on from from that example of collaboration and the challenging time so are there things now um that you will adopt going forward that you've learned yeah from? yeah yeah it's you know what, what's the saying never never waste a good crisis um <laughs> You know, it, it's it's crazy, really. The, the the stuff that we've been able to achieve in in such a short time. I mean, going to mark with brand new products, and it's more than one. And these products have morphed and changed, right? So I'm talking about specifically BBLS, uh, Sibbles and Glibbles um, um, products. You know, to get that kind of uh, integrated into our systems, to get the governance approved. Um, over the better part of a, a week um, was just astounding. I mean, normally, uh, to give an example, to get even a, a modification for a product can take anywhere between six months to a year, typically, um, in BAU time. So that gives you some sort of context as to how well we've moved um, and, and, and uh, you know, how, how well we've been able to achieve it. So that really, for me, has been huge uh, learning out of this, the art of the possible. I mean, you, you can't envisage going back to BAU times, even so, you know, COVID uh, in, let's call it 12 months, um, becomes a thing of the past and, and a, a distant memory. Um, these are working practices that we've now um, should should adopt as, 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 a, as a permanent feature of the way we interact. And, and you know, it's, it's a good example of what we can point to. So when we have to move, how quickly we can do it and how well we can do it. Um, you know, these these initiatives have been landed very, very well. 
um, you know, not without any challenge, of course, um, but overall, I mean, they've been very well managed, rolled out, controlled. Um, yeah, it's past governance. It's had uh, audits in there. We're, we're just getting audited externally as well. I expect it to be, you know, a, a reasonable result. Um, and this is all because we've been able to mobilise these working groups yeah, where we get stakeholders together. It sounds kind of obvious. Um, and historically, you think, well, why haven't we done it? It's a good question. But I think people were more aligned in silos rather than the common goal. And if you put people under pressure, it's like you lock them in a room, almost a virtual room and say, no one can leave until we've got this resolved. The answer's within this group. And we've also got the power and the autonomy to do it. And if you get the right people in the right room with the right objectives, it's incredible what you can achieve. So for me, that's the, probably the, the, the biggest thing to come out of this because you just wouldn't want to go back to the way we used to do it. It's too slow and cumbersome. It just shows that you don't need fantastic slick systems of automation to have optimum results. You know, this is just about people getting together and making a good, quick decision that makes sense. Um, and, you know, you, you might pivot on the way through. You, you might be 90% there. You don't need to be 100, but you, you, you get the, the, the bones of it out there. Um, so that, that to me, uh, probably a long-winded answer, but that to me is got to be the biggest thing because whether it's COVID or something else, some other challenge or some other strategic imperative that we need to mobilise on, um, you know, we, we, we can and we've proven we can do it quickly. Yeah, great note to finish on. Ray, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Fantastic insights. All the best and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you very much, Tim. It was a pleasure. Cheers. Thanks very much, Ray Lutz, for being our guest. Collaboration Wednesday. Join us tomorrow where we do some crystal balling, looking into the future skills and workplace. For now, take care of yourselves and we'll see you again tomorrow.